Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show, weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And a good Thursday afternoon to you here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas with you, always privileged to serve as your concierge for conversation as we take a look at the major issues facing us here in the Central Valley of California. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Quite a bit to fit in today. Just a very quick update on the Rittenhouse uh, trial, as you may be aware. Just after uh, 2 o'clock our time, uh, the jury was permitted to close their deliberations for today and return home. They're asked to return at 9 a.m. tomorrow at the uh, Kenosha courtroom, and Judge Schrader permitted them to take home the jury instructions. But of course, As normal, they're not permitted to talk to anyone else uh, nor each other about the the case. And uh, we'll also provide a little bit later today an update on the drama last night as a reporter or perhaps a freelance journalist was caught following the jury van after uh, court hours. And uh, we'll hear uh, Judge Schrader's ban on MSNBC and uh, a statement from NBC regarding uh, who that uh, freelancer was and if he was working for NBC and what his intentions were. All that coming up later on today. Right now, let's turn our eyes towards Sacramento and uh, take a look at uh, a perspective of uh, the state of the state. Coming from Heath Flora. Heath Flora, of course, uh, Assemblyman from California Assembly District 12. That includes uh, quite a bit of San Joaquin County, Stanislaus County as well. Uh, Heath Flora, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be on with you. Appreciate the invite. Absolutely. Well, let's start with uh, your finger, uh, obviously, is on the pulse of, of what's happening with California right now. Just uh, let, let's start this way. What is your sense of the state of California today? A lot of frustrations amongst a lot of folks. Uh, from your perspective in Sacramento, where are we? What are we doing? How are things going in, uh, in the Golden State at the moment? Well, I think, uh, you know, it, it kind of depends on what lens you look, you know, through it at. I would say that from our perspective, uh, the state is hanging on for dear life. Um, there has been so many policies, so many, you know, regulations, bills that have been passed affecting small business, affecting, you know, gas prices and all of these types of things that in spite of everything that Sacramento is doing, you know, the California um, constituencies are holding on for dear life. Um, I am actually one of those guys that remains uh, tremendously optimistic about the future because I know deep down that so many of our constituents do not agree with these policies. We just have not given them a reason, quite frankly, to vote differently yet. And that's something that we're working on desperately uh, with redistricting, you know, coming into this next election with everything that's going on at the federal administration. It's, it's all a trickle down effect. And if we as a party, if we can stick together and educate our folks on a different pathway, I think California will make a change. Um, I have not given up hope yet, and I'm incredibly optimistic. 
Assemblyman Heath Flora is our guest. I I like that optimistic attitude that you have. So many people that I've heard from are are distraught over what's happening. And certainly there's been a lot, at least over the 18, 19 months, uh, to be distraught about. What What's your sense of where that optimism lies in terms of our ability as common sense folks to see things begin to turn around? We understand it's not like a light switch, but how do you see things turning around maybe in November 22 in California? Well, I think, you know, the optimism, a lot of the really, really tough policies have been done through executive orders. Um, the, the legislative body has not even had an opportunity to vote on them as it relates to schools and masks and, you know, the COVID experience that we've all gone through together, you know, the mandates and all of those things. That is all an executive order. And when we get back to the building, I think we are going to have an opportunity to vote. And I know that up and down the state, even constituents in Democratic districts are really, really tired of this. And they're going to put a significant amount of pressure on their members to, quite frankly, vote the right direction, the right way on some of this stuff. So I think my optimism comes from is I know what we've had, you know, come through the building, come through the legislative process. I know the relationships. I mean, for those of you know, that don't know, like my job is I'm the number two Republican in the assembly. And I'm the floor leader, so we coordinate very closely with the mod Dems, uh, with individuals that we can work to kill legislation or force amendments into legislation. Like that's part of my job is to identify, you know, those opportunities for us, and they're out there. We just have to be willing to go execute. And the more pressure the constituents put on their elected um, members, the better it is in Sacramento. So my optimism comes from the fact that when we get back there, we run the stuff through the legislative body. It gives us as elected officials the ability to vote our constituents. And if the constituents speak up, which they have been, it can change the hearts and the minds of the member. So that is, uh, that's how I get out of bed in the morning. California Assemblyman Heath Flora, our guest. You you mentioned the executive orders. Uh, let, let's talk about Governor Newsom and his re-upping, uh, so to speak, of the emergency declaration regarding uh, the pandemic. How does that play into things? And what, what do you, th- and I know you can't get into his head, but what do you think are the real motivations behind extending that emergency declaration? power Hmm. it's quite as simple as that um i there's no yeah i mean i could say a bunch of words but simply power (laughs) Uh, it's something that uh go ahead that that that's what our read is um and and my concern is what may be done with that power Uh, let me ask you and and again maybe this is a a little bit uh, on, on thin ice are all of the Democratic legislators up in Sacramento aligned with Governor Newsom, or, or are there some that are, you know, maybe showing some signs of saying, eh, we don't know if, if we agree with, with all of the directions that he's going? Oh, I would say quite a few of them are do not align with Governor and, and what he's doing. Um, the Mod Dem Caucus um, is a group that I work with very closely. You know, Blanca Rubia um, out of the southern part of the state, Carlos Vida Pudwal out of Stockton. You know, these are members of uh, Democratic members that we work very, very closely with that do not agree with the governor. And quite frankly, 
you know, fight him a lot, fight the Democratic machine a lot. The problem that you have is for every one or two of those members, there's two or three that don't, that may not necessarily agree with the governor, but they're not going to buck him. They're not going to, like, take the chance of losing their chairmanship or take the chance of getting their bills vetoed or, I mean, they want to be in good graces with the governor. So there's a lot that, quite frankly, disagree with the governor. There's fewer that are willing to do anything about it, but it goes back to what I say about constituencies. The way that we get those members that don't agree with the governor, that don't have the will to change their vote just yet, if their constituents call in and put pressure on them, like that is a huge, huge motivator. Like elected officials, they don't like hearing from angry constituents, right? It's uncomfortable for them. And so the more that we can have an honest conversation about what policies, listen, our job, my job is to represent 500,000 people. They're not all Republicans. They're not all Democrats. It's the 12th Assembly District. It's our region. Our, our issues as a region are regional. They're not partisan, which is why we coordinate a lot with the Carloses of the world, the Jim Coopers of the world, the Adam Grays of the world, because it's all our region. And the more that our constituents stand up and voice their opinion, the more that that changes. And that's when we start really seeing things move um, in the legislature. You, you bring in some, some interesting points about contacting your, our legislators. And, and the, the comments we often get are, I don't think it's going to do any good. I give up. They're not going to listen to me. Can you address that? You speak to our audience members that are maybe very frustrated, kind of on the point of giving up, and provide some sense of encouragement for them that these phone calls, uh, emails, do have an impact. Oh, it's the la- the worst thing you could do is give up and not call. Um, pretty much every elected official's office, like when you call in or you email them to on a particular subject, right? Um, it goes into a database. And when I'm making a vote on the floor and I have my iPad in front of me, I know at that moment how many constituents have called in, both supporting or opposing. I know all the other arguments, you know, that we heard through committee and all of those types of things, but it is something that we absolutely track. It's, it's super important that, you know, constituents stay engaged because if you're not engaged, there's no pressure on Sacramento. So they're just going to vote, you know, with whatever interest group uh, that they may be aligned with. That may not necessarily be how their district wants them to, but they're not going to know that unless the constituents reach out to them. So it is super important. Now, I will say this, like, don't, don't come in hot. Like when, when staff answers the phone, I mean, I will, I mean, it's super emotional over vaccine mandates. It's super emotional over masks. And there are times when constituents call in and they say some really horrible things to some very young staff members. Like that does help. That does like cause a problem and it really turns people off. But when constituents call in and just like have an open, honest conversation about, Hey, I know you guys are doing the best you can. This is where I'm at. I just wanted to voice my opinion. It gets logged, and it's something that we absolutely take to heart. Assemblyman Heath Flora, uh, and thank you for that. I think that's great wisdom. When when we contact legislators who uh, maybe, uh, in our opinions anyway, are, are not in alignment where we are, 
coming in at a, a low level of aggression, I think, is a, a great strategy. So much appreciate you uh, bringing that up. I've got about one or two minutes uh, remaining, uh, Assemblyman Flora. Can you give us maybe one or two issues where you think both Republicans and Democrats, a lot of the Democrats in California, are in agreement on things that we need to address and fix in upcoming sessions? I mean, I, I think the biggest issue right now is the mandates. Um, mm. that, that we're far more aligned uh, than we're not on the, the vaccine mandate. The problem is, once again, with the governor's executive order. So we kind of got to sort that out when we get back. But I think this gas price situation, uh, which is a lot a federal problem as well, the overall energy costs uh, to our region. You know, one thing that my colleagues on the more progressive side of the Democratic Party tend to forget is every green policy that they push down our throats there's a cost to that, and that cost gets passed down to the consumers and the very people that they act like they care about. It drives up their cost of living. Well, those are our constituents, right? They may not necessarily be in San Francisco or L.A., but they sure are in the Central Valley. And so one of the things we're certainly going to be engaged very heavily on this next year is after all of these policies, like I'm not even arguing the viability of the policy. I want people to understand that if we do that, there is a cost associated with that, and that will affect the consumers and those consumers in the low and, and you know middle-income um, areas, which is, quite frankly, our area uh, largely. So I think energy is a big part of it. Uh, mask is a big part of it. And then, quite frankly, just the overall uh, regulatory burden on small businesses. Um, that's a huge issue. In, in 16, when I got elected, there was only 17 of us that had held private sector jobs. And so it takes a lot of time and energy and, and education to try to educate them on how a particular policy affects the business community. They don't necessarily do it because they don't like it. They do it because they don't understand the ramifications of it. Assemblyman Heath Flora, you know, nothing against attorneys at all, but I, I love it when non-attorneys are in elective office and are legislators because the, having that small business perspective is so important. Again, Assemblyman Heath Flora, thanks for uh, spending time with us today. Uh, you're, a, you're a voice of reason and common sense in Sacramento, and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you again in the future. Again, thanks for spending time with us today. Pleasure's all mine. appreciate your efforts as well. So thank you so much. Talk to you soon. All right. Again, uh, Assemblyman Heath Flora from uh, California Assembly District 12. We'll talk a little bit about uh, what's happening in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and uh, some some nice news as well, some uplifting things. All that coming up in about three or four minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now, from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Two big rigs collided in Manteca, eastbound 120 before Main Street, and those eastbound lanes are blocked. You're squeezing by in the center divide with a delay from 5 right now. Eastbound 205 in Tracy, slow from Tracy Boulevard to MacArthur Drive. For the latest on the Valley Reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by Red-Pilled America. This week on Red-Pilled America, we tell the story of multimedia icon Glenn Beck and how he blazed the trail for how to fight back against cancel culture. Listen to Red-Pilled America on the iHeartRadio app. That's Red-Pilled America. 
The IRS is ramping up collection, and if you owe back taxes or have years of unfiled tax returns, listen carefully. Before it's too late, check your eligibility for the Fresh Start program still offered by the IRS to reduce or even eliminate your tax problems. Call our special hotline number now and find out in minutes if you qualify for these life-changing debt reduction programs. Business or personal, if you're in a payment plan with no end in sight, have unfiled tax returns under audit, have a wage or bank levy, or finally just want to know your options, Call the experts at Republic Tax Relief and stop collections immediately. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau with a five-star rating from Yelp. This veteran-owned company has the fight you need to take on the IRS. Don't go at it alone. Call their hotline number now, 800-791-5152. That's 800-791-5152. Find out if you qualify today. Call 800-791-5152 or go to republictaxrelief.com. Hi, Sean with the Warden's Office. Maybe Wardens can help you with any future plans involving an upcoming remodel or even relocating your office, like we just did moving from downtown to 4101 Technology Drive in Modesto. Let Wardens' team of designers use their years of experience to turn your workspace into a workable environment. Just one call could get it started. That's Wardens making your office work. Wardens Office Center, now located at 4101 Technology Drive in Modesto. Take the Kiernan exit off Highway 99. Wardens, making your office work with relocation and office moving services. Dateline, the true crime original. All new mysteries, Friday nights on NBC, next day on Peacock, and ready to binge wherever you get your podcasts. There's no escape from Dateline, so don't even try. During the season of giving, you might give away more than you want. Sweater for mom, video game for Jake, and my credit card for someone named Gina? More online activity can mean more exposed personal info. But LifeLock by Norton has identity theft protection all wrapped up. And if you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions. But you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS. Visit LifeLock.com today. The weather is chilly, but it's not officially fall until you button up a soft and cozy flannel from Untuck It. They're perfect for keeping warm and in style this season. Untuck It shirts are designed to be worn untucked, so you'll look sharp and stay comfortable all day long. The wrinkle-free and performance shirts are great for work and the weekend. Just layer a super soft sweater on top for more dressed-up occasions. So update your closet this fall at UntuckIt.com or at 80-plus stores. Use code COZY for 20% off your first order. Untuck It shirts, designed to be worn untucked. Hey, it's Buck Sexton. If you enjoy listening to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, you better check out the Buck Sexton podcast. It's out every morning. A quick rundown of all the news of the day. Please subscribe to the Buck Sexton podcast on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Local Talk is back in the Valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And again, welcome back. So happy to have you with us here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We've been talking with Assemblyman Heath Flora from California District 12, the Assembly District 12. And that covers, let's see, in San Joaquin County, uh, Escalon, Lathrop, Manteca, Ripon, Stanislaus County area, uh, what, Houston, Modesto, Oakdale, Riverbank, Turlock, Waterford area. Quite a bit of uh, our listening uh, audience here in the Central Valley. A couple of things I thought were significant. 
from our time with uh, Assemblyman Heath Flora. One is encouragement that it, it there there is not a unanimous Democratic alignment with all of what Governor Gavin Newsom has done over the past 18 to 20 months, and that there are areas of commonality where both uh, Democrats and Republicans are looking at issues saying this does not make sense. And I I, I have this feeling that, that there's a growing concern both in Sacramento and possibly in Washington, D.C., that we have some common interests, but leadership is intentionally dividing us, or they are so powerful that uh, the sense is there's 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 no reason, uh, no rationality to bucking the system because we can't make a difference. I love the fact that he reminded us it's important, even if our particular representative does not align with our values or our perspectives, it's good to let them know what's going on and in terms of our opinions. I like the fact that he reminded us to come in <laughs> at a low level of aggression, so to speak. I've often talked about the spiral of aggression and how uh, in, in terms of getting your point across, in terms of calming other people down, and in terms of really engaging in productive conversation, it's very important to come in at the lowest level of aggression possible so that we can rationally talk about the issues. Again, uh, talking about even, <clears throat> even the mask mandates uh, that he was talking about and many of the executive, executive orders that have been uh, issued and uh, the power. And I, I, I anticipated his answer to the question. We asked, uh, we asked him, what is the motivation, does he think, behind Governor Newsom's extending the emergency declaration? Uh, for COVID-19 and the pandemic, and he was very uh, quick and, and uh, matter-of-fact of saying power. And I, I think that's what a lot of us feel, is this is a power issue, not an issue that's really designed to benefit Californians at all. And then we talk about the theme of the, of the need to benefit small business people, and they are at the heart of this country. I, I'm pulling this out of the top of my head. I want to say somewhere between, what is it, 70-75% of businesses, at least in Stanislaus County, are small businesses. Do I have that right? Again, I'm, I'm going on uh, some ancient memory there, but a, a high percentage of businesses are small businesses. And as a, a small nonprofit CEO, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. We can't make more widgets, you know, in order to try to make more profit. When they up the minimum wage, we can't sell more to compensate for that. Nonprofits, we're kind of stuck with what we have in terms of donations. Uh, those rising costs, those rising minimum wages, they can decimate us. Ultimately, and so we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, here on the Mike Douglas Show. And uh, I've got some uh, sound bites from the judge in the Rittenhouse trial and from uh, a representative from NBC News as well. All that coming up in about five minutes on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. 
The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Sometimes love can be deadly. The Crazy in Love podcast digs into real-life stories of relationships that took a gruesome turn. Each week, explore a new case about murder in the name of love. She was obsessed. She was a stalker. She wouldn't take no for an answer. Overkill is an outward manifestation. The highest level of anger a human being can actually achieve. Listen to Crazy in Love on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Two big rigs collided in Manteca, eastbound 120 before Main Street, and those eastbound lanes are blocked. You're squeezing by in the center divide with a delay from 5 right now. Eastbound 205 in Tracy, slow from Tracy Boulevard to MacArthur Drive. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. From the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Red Pilled America. This week on Red Pilled America, we tell the story of multimedia icon Glenn Beck and how he blazed the trail for how to fight back against cancel culture. Listen to Red Pilled America on the iHeartRadio app. That's Red Pilled America. Maybe you have a loved one who forgets routine tasks more than usual, like letting the dog out, or struggles with chores like laundry or cooking. Sometimes what may seem like a senior moment consistent with normal aging could be symptoms of MCI, the earliest clinical stage of Alzheimer's. If you or someone you know is experiencing difficulties like these or other memory issues or mood changes, talk to a doctor and consider asking about cognitive screening. You can also learn more about MCI and its most common cause at itstimewenow.com by Biogen and Azi. Hi, Phil Swift here. When that next storm is barreling down, get prepared with the Flex Seal family of products. Floods can destroy your home. Push Flex base deep into cracks and holes to help prevent flooding. Seal doors and windows, patch leaky roofs and downspouts. Remember, when that storm is coming your way, keep your family safe and dry. Be prepared with the Flex Seal family of products. Available at FlexSealProducts.com and fine retailers. J.B. Hunt is hiring Class A truck drivers in this area now. We have local and semi-local truck driving jobs available in our dedicated contract services fleet. At J.B. Hunt, you'll find a small company feel with the stability of an industry leader. From competitive pay and career growth potential to medical benefits after 30 days of employment and additional benefits like a company-matched 401k, paid vacation, and on-site management. Ready to join the J.B. Hunt team? Visit drivejbhunt.com for more information. That's drivejbhunt.com. Dateline, the true crime original. All new mysteries, Friday nights on NBC, next day on Peacock, and ready to binge wherever you get your podcasts. There's no escape from Dateline, so don't even try. The pandemic is forging important changes across health and science. On Breakthrough, a new series from the Prognosis podcast, we look at the medical mysteries and the opportunities COVID is leaving in its wake, from a new condition doctors are trying to understand and treat, to how mRNA technology promises to revolutionize the fight against diseases like cancer and multiple sclerosis. Listen to Prognosis Breakthrough on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This report is sponsored by the Buck Sexton Show podcast. 
Hey, it's Buck Sexton. If you enjoy listening to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, you better check out the Buck Sexton podcast. It's out every morning. A quick rundown of all the news of the day. Please subscribe to the Buck Sexton podcast on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Cloudy skies all day. Temperatures are going to top out only in the high 50s. Partly cloudy overnight and we'll drop into the 40s once again. Cloudy again tomorrow. Might see a little bit of rain. Lows in the 60s. Father, preacher, friend. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show, weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV on this fine Thursday afternoon. Kind of foggy this morning. Those of you who've been on the road, uh, be very careful in the mornings. I was. Uh, on the road to an appointment in uh, in Ripon this morning, and the visibility got almost down to zero. What appalled me, and, and those of you who are road warriors, those of you who drive trucks for a living, those of you who are on the road a lot, you'll understand this. I am appalled at the lack of driving acumen on the roads today. Now, the fog was almost on the deck, in some, and I take some of the back roads up to where I was going here in the north part of the county into uh, San Joaquin County, and it was out of the visibility much less than 100 yards in place. There were, there were vehicles coming the opposite direction with no lights on. Now, who, who in their right mind drives their vehicle in heavy fog without their lights on. It's just appalling to me. One, one of the, and I know, I know many of you, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, but it's, it's just absolutely astounding to me that people have so little regard for other people, for the safety of others, that they don't think of little things that can save lives like turning their headlights on in uh, in major fog, I uh, you know maybe their brains are fogged. I don't know. I mean, I can see maybe forgetting, but when I'm in fog and at least I see other people with their lights on, I automatically check to make sure that mine are on. Now, I don't know what your experience has been, but it's just very frustrating to me. So thank you for letting me uh, get that off my chest. That's my uh, little rant for today. Our telephone number here will open the phone lines, 209-551-3483. Have you uh, encountered those foggy drivers, too? 209-551-3483. It's a safety issue. Well, let's uh, turn our attention to Kenosha, Wisconsin, just after uh, 2 o'clock our time. Uh, Judge uh, Kenosha County Circuit uh, Judge Bruce Schrader allow the jury to go home for the day, and they were requesting that they be able to take home jury instructions. He permitted them to do so, so the jury will be returning uh, again tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock a.m. Of course, uh, a lot of of talking heads, a lot of pundits, a lot of uh, people opining about what that means in terms of the eventual verdict. Uh, many of uh, many of you have been asking about what's what's the what's the status of these mistrial uh, requests. Uh, 
basically one of them, uh, I would say the main request for mistrial right now centers around, uh, around a video that was uh, produced apparently by the FBI from a drone. And the prosecution had a high-resolution version of it. According to the defense, the defense got a very low-resolution version of it. And uh, even on the high-resolution order, without being enhanced, very difficult to actually see what was going on. The prosecution was using that video to try to prove that uh, Kyle Rettenhouse had uh, raised his gun Uh, raised his rifle, and uh, that would play into whether or not he was defending himself or he was being an aggressor. Anyway, uh, the defense saying that the difference in quality made a big difference in whether they thought that was uh, valid evidence or not. So the, the judge basically has addressed this by uh, basically saying if there's a guilty verdict, uh, it'll, it'll probably be addressed. If Rittenhouse is acquitted, it probably won't matter. But if he's found guilty, a mistrial ruling would probably be essential uh, to void the verdict. My sense is that Judge Schrader is allowing, maybe hoping, that the jury uh, will not be a hung jury, that it will be a unanimous decision, guilty or not guilty, uh, although there are several charges that have to be addressed, and they are being allowed to look at uh, lesser charges involved in some of those. I I believe that uh, Judge Schrader is waiting to see what the jury comes up with before he addresses the uh, motions for a mistrial. And as you're aware, uh, uh, a motion for a mistrial with prejudice means that the state, in other words, the, the prosecution, cannot prosecute Kyle Rittenhouse again for those crimes. Now, the prosecution can appeal that that can be done, but as far as a trial at that level in the court system, uh, no, that would be a, a mistrial with president, uh, prejudice. So there was some drama last night, apparently, after the jury had left the courtroom. What, hap- what has been happening every day is that uh, the jury has been taken uh, from a, a, a transported from a different location every day in a bus with windows that are covered so that they aren't exposed to anything on one side or the other. That's been done every day. Well, apparently, uh, someone named James J. Morrison, who initially claimed, according to Judge Schrader, that he was a producer with NBC News and employed by MSNBC, was following the jury bus after proceedings, after deliberations yesterday. Apparently, he ran a red light and was stopped by the police. And so the police investigated, and uh, he was given several uh, traffic-related citations. However, the suspicion is that he was following the jury bus for a purpose— some believing, perhaps, that he was attempting to find out where they were going, get pictures of them, whatever it might be. 
Whatever the motivation, whatever the investigation uh, reveals, Judge Schrader basically issued a ban involving MSNBC this morning. (laughs) This is absolutely amazing. Here's the judge and his comments from this morning. I have instructed that no one from MSNBC News will be permitted in this building for the duration of this trial. Uh, This is a very serious matter, and I'm don't know what the ultimate truth of it is, but absolutely it, it, it would go without much thinking that someone who is following a, the jury bus, uh, that is a very, ex, it's extremely serious matter and uh, will be referred to the uh, proper authorities for further action. Thank you. Well, it'll be interesting to see what that investigation reveals. Yesterday, my friends, we were talking about how it is questionable, in my mind anyway, that a a defendant can get a righteous verdict these days, given the avalanche of social media information and television news information and streaming information and uh, the, the pundits that weigh in one way or the other. And now we apparently have, and either, he's either a journalist for NBC, MSNBC, or he's a freelancer that, uh, according to him, uh, he was approached by an NBC produce, MSNBC producer named Irene Bayon uh, to follow the, the jury bus. Well, why would you follow the jury bus? What possible reason would a freelance or employed journalist have for following a jury bus from the courthouse to wherever the destination was? Well, NBC apparently had a response to that, and the response was read by Shaquille Brewster. Now, Shaquille Brewster, uh, for quite a few years now, has been a reporter for NBC and MSNBC, and he read a statement uh, from NBC that was issued after the judge made that ruling this morning. Here's uh, reporter Shaquille Brewster from NBC and MSNBC. Last night, a freelancer received a traffic citation while the traffic violation took place near the jury van. The freelancer never contacted or or intended to contact the jurors during deliberations and never photographed or intended to photograph them. We regret the incident and will fully cooperate with authorities on any investigation. A couple of interesting points there. We regret they expressed regret over the incident, which telegraphs to me that uh, they had intended that uh, this either freelancer or employed reporter follow the jury van. And then uh, Shaquille Brewster made a statement about he was not intending to photograph them, etc., quote, during deliberations. Well, obviously not, because he was following them after deliberations. That was a very skillfully uh, worded statement from NBC. Let me, let me play that again. Listen very carefully for those two points. Here we go again. 
Last night, a freelancer received a traffic citation while the traffic violation took place near the jury van. The freelancer never contacted or, or intended to contact the jurors during deliberations. He didn't intend to contact the jury during deliberations. Well, yeah, that's right, but it's moot in this particular case because the jurors were on their way home. Now, let's listen to the second point that I brought up. And never photographed or intended to photograph them. We regret the incident and will fully cooperate with authorities on any investigation. We regret the incident. If NBC didn't have a hand in that, why would they regret it? Why would they not just disavow any association with it? What do you think? NBC, uh, MSNBC, were they caught with their hand in the jury cookie jar? In this case, our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. And I'm also worried about uh, general intimidation of the jury. And uh, that really is uh, is also... Uh, behind what I I think is an interesting comment by Governor J.B. Pritzker uh, as he talks about uh, Illinois preparing for possible repercussions. I'll play you his comments in just about three or four minutes right here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We'll be right back. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic, now from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Eastbound 205 in Tracy, slow from Tracy Boulevard to MacArthur Drive. North 5 after that, leaving 205, uh, delayed all the way to Lathrop Road. And eastbound 120, slow from one end to the other. 5 all the way to Main Street. Uh, because in Manteca, two big rigs collided. They're blocking those eastbound lanes. You're squeezing by in the center divide. This report is sponsored by Red Pilled America. This week on Red Pilled America, we tell the story of multimedia icon Glenn Beck and how he blazed the trail for how to fight back against cancel culture. Listen to Red Pilled America on the iHeartRadio app. That's Red Pilled America. I love to obsess over my transmission. Is this the day it's going to fail? Is this the day I'm going to be stranded? Is this going to be the worst day of my life? (laughs) Don't let it get that drastic. Interstate Transmission Center can help you cruise along. They do it all and make it easy for you with things like free towing, Saturday appointments, and more things just to make your experience more pleasant. Interstate Transmission Center in Modesto. Online at interstatetransmissioncenter.com. InterstateTransmissionCenter.com. Our pets are part of the family, and it's important that they're healthy and active. And we're so busy these days with everything opening up, and it's only going to get busier. Hi, this is Mike Douglas. I want to tell you about my friends at Canines on the Move. They give your pets the love and exercise they need when you can't. From dog walking to pet sitting when you travel, Canines on the Move can make a difference. Call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150. Call today and get your first walking service on them. That's 209-226-1150. Tell them Mike sent you. Mass Mutual knows college planning can be an uncomfortable conversation. Grandma, I hope you're around forever. That's so sweet. So, you'll take care of me forever? Of course I will, dear. That includes paying for college, right? 
Uh, private or in state? Private. Honey, I've got ten grandkids. But am I not your favorite? Do you still have that other grandma? Talk to us about college planning today. Feel comfortable about tomorrow. Mass Mutual. Live Mutual. Our pets are important. They're family. <gasps> Whether you're working away from home or at home, your pet needs healthy activity. Canines on the Move can help you keep those pets going. They give your pets the love and exercise they need when you're not able to. From dog walking to pet sitting, Canines on the Move can make a difference. Call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150. Call today and your first walking service is free. 209-226-1150. Canines on the Move, 209.com. Avoid the gridlock of having to sort through hundreds of resumes to find great people. Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract Attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. To find your next great hire, visit indeed.com slash credit. What's the infrastructure going to mean for the Valley? I'll give you the rundown. And mandates the border and more with former Trump advisor Peter Navarro. 530, the Trevor Carey Show, 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show right here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And just a reminder, reminder Trevor Carey is up at 4 o'clock today here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And uh, for those of you who are football fans, uh, tonight at five, it's uh, the New England, uh, New England, New England Patriots. Too much coffee today. New England Patriots versus the Atlanta Falcons. That's coming up uh, tonight at five o'clock here on KFIV. And uh, just a reminder, too, coming up on Friday, for those of you who are fans of the uh, UOP, University of Pacific Tigers men's basketball team big game coming up this Friday as the University of Texas at El Paso comes to Stockton and uh, they'll be playing uh, again the Pacific Tigers if you'd like to go we have some complimentary tickets for you if you want to give us a call at 209-551-3483 Producer Mike will uh, take your name and email and uh, set you up with that uh, with the University of Pacific. Again, uh, we have uh, a packet of four tickets for the UOP game, basketball men's contest this coming uh, Friday, tomorrow, uh, with the University of Texas at El Paso. If you'd like four of those tickets, uh, give us a call, 209-551-3483, and uh, Producer Mike will be happy to uh, set you up with that. All right, uh, again, I, I've been talking about my concerns over, <laughs> in today's world, our ability for defendants to receive, maybe they'll receive a fair trial. The question is, will they receive a fair verdict? I mean, here we have uh, either a freelancer or a reporter, hired reporter, uh, following a jury bus after hours in the Rittenhouse trial. That, that's absolutely unethical. And it is part of the whole, I believe, the whole intimidation dynamic. How are jur- jurors going to provide a, 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 a righteous verdict when they're being assaulted with all this mess outside uh, the courtroom. Well, here's an interesting uh, comment from Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. 
Uh, he's preparing for a possible response to the Rittenhouse verdict in, because Kenosha, Wisconsin, not, not too far away from the border. Uh, here's what uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker has to say. Our coordinators have been in regular discussion, not only with the city of Chicago, but also with northern suburbs that border Wisconsin uh, to make sure that we're providing the support that they need where they need it. Isn't it sad that we're in a day when we have to prepare for riots? I'm going to... And, and, and all of the uh, euphemisms that uh, the mass media uses for this. Oh, it's just, uh, you know, First Amendment rights. No, it's not. Let, let's call it for what a lot of this is. It's intimidation. It's property destruction. Oftentimes, it's personal injury. Occasionally, there's unfortunately a death behind it. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm wondering if we're at the point where we need some legislation uh, regarding the protection and the insulation of juries from this type of intimidation. Small business people, big business people, ought not have to sh- shudder around the, the end of a trial for fear of their businesses their life savings, their life work going up in smoke. And I don't think that would be the case except for the fact places like Kenosha, Wisconsin, and Minneapolis, Minnesota, Portland, Oregon, uh, you name it, uh, Seattle, Washington, so many of these places where local government has said, well, if, if, if you're supporting our narrative, then uh, we're going to let you uh, burn down police stations. We're going to let you uh, put dumpsters on fire. We're going to allow you uh, to riot. We're going to allow you to loot businesses. And we, we see that both in local government. We see it in, in state government. We see it in federal government where there are those on the woke left who say, let it go, that's perfectly fine, as long as what? As long as it fits their narrative. Right-minded people with a decent worldview that has to do with the right of all human beings to earn a living and to have their businesses and to have their homes, right-minded human beings in the United States of America would say, no, These things ought not to be allowed to happen. That riot in Kenosha, Kyle Rittenhouse shouldn't have ever had to go out. And, And whether he should have or not, it's what he chose to do. But the motivation, the the causal factors, shouldn't have been there in the first place, in my opinion. These things need to be nipped in the bud. These violent tendencies, these threats of violence need to be dealt with as soon as that spark uh, is lit. Uh, Because it's too late once we allow them to start infiltrating police buildings and burning them and taking down businesses. And that's something we can explore in the future. Appreciate your emails. Again, you're always welcome to email me between shows at mikeon1360 at gmail.com. mikeon1360 at gmail.com. 
And here we are, bumping the clock again. Trevor Carey up at 4, and it's the Patriots versus the Falcons coming up at 5 o'clock today here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. See you tomorrow at 3.